Welcome to the culture of New York basketball. The metro area is the mecca of basketball in the minds of many. Its iconic brand of streetball is renowned around the world. There's a long list of legends who've come out of these parts, but there's also an even longer list of should-haves that never got their shot. Dribbling Dimes is the happy place for the hoops junkie. This is where the legendary tales and the unknown stories will reside. We'll be speaking with a variety of guests from all over whose ties to the New York game gives them a unique perspective to share. I'm Manny Digital, and along with my co-host Emilio the Poet, we're going to take you off the bench and into the culture of New York area hoops. So lace up and listen to Dribble and Dimes. You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you want to be judged on wood brain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Yo, what's up? This is uh, Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. And uh, this is another episode of Dribbling Dimes. Welcome back, yo. So today we find ourselves in my basement. It's uh, a cup of uh, whiskey in my hand. And uh, I set up a makeshift table for my brother and I here, Emilio the Poet, to uh, hunker down and and get some basketball talk in. Yeah, man. You know, drinking drink champs used to do this. Drink champs, we coming for you, man. We coming for that hat, po. <laughs> nah, just play. Drink, drink. Yo, shout, shout out to Drink Champs. They're uh, obviously a humongous podcast and and doing amazing things. Uh, shout out DJ EFN, good friend of mine, and uh, really an inspiration. A lot of the reason why I had the courage, I think, to even approach you, uh, Emilio. Okay. To even do what we're doing, so okay. so shout out to them dudes. Nice. Um, shout out, man. Yeah, we we big fans out here, yes, but sir. um, but this is a basketball conversation. Dimes, baby. Word up! Shout out Drink Chance Sports too. Um, we having a little bit of a breaking news battle on, on social media. <laughs> so if you guys want to check that out, it's uh on Instagram. You can check out obviously Dribbling Dimes and uh, Drink Champ Sports, my man Paul, and. Uh, Bars and Buckets, uh, my man Jay Havana, we are competing for the right to call ourselves king when it comes to breaking news when it related to basketball. That's right. So uh, a little little podcast uh, banter. A little feud. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little Agreed bit. Fr- friendly up. feud. Yeah, friendly. Until we get on a basketball court, whoop that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you hear that? Some some slick talk right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think the the whiskey setting in. Listen, <laughs> um, so so today we don't have a guest. Um, you're left with us, and we're gonna spend some time taking you through some of the things that we've been thinking about when it comes to basketball culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna jump around a little bit here and kind of freestyle a little bit. As a matter of fact, you I want you Emilio to start preparing yourself because I want to hear some of your poetic justice today okay 
right, off the dome okay. in a little while. So um, start, sure. start, you know, let, letting the juices marinate let a little marinate. bit. All right, for sure, for sure, for sure. So there's been a lot going on. Yes, sir. Um, we have released five glorious episodes with a bunch of awesome guests. Yes, indeed. Um, so, so I'd love to thank, uh, I mean, I'll go down the list. You know, Darren, Mr. Darren Quinlan yes, from the Renaissance Youth Center, mm-hmm. uh, Hall of Famer from Nassau Community College. Yes, um, also, our, our good friend, uh, G. Mo- G. Moody, uh, a second guest on the show, uh, Nesta Felix, huge, huge uh, episode. Thank you so much. Yes, our man, 50 Grand, Jaime Peterson. Hey. What's up? What's up? Yeah, that's uh that's that's family right that's there. Family. Yes, sir. And uh of course Mike Demea D P Jones the was mayor. uh the one right before this one. That's right. And uh, I, I gotta say, man, it's it's been a hell of a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh this is something that happened really just off a whim and and now we're here. And it's been personally for me, it's been an enriching experience. Um it's not easy to get in front of a microphone and just talk, you know, talk talk about yourself, but also engage people mm-hmm. as you're having a conversation. Well, I mean, if I may, I think it's uh, everything is practice. Like everything, yeah. everything is repetition. No but matter what. It is. But what I was going to say was it, it's it's felt really natural. Now, yes. how all, the audience receives it, whole different story. So if you have suggestions uh, whether you love it or hate it, I mean, we'd love to hear it because we can always improve. Well, let me tell you how you're going to receive it, all right? You're going to let it shit, cap it, and cap some more. <laughs> all right? That's how you're going to receive it. I don't know if we could tell people how they're going to do shit, but... Yo, I just told you. You're going to cap it and cap some more. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, I got that from Styles P, by the way. Yeah, yo, he just dropped another album. Did yeah, you hear that? In Davies? No, before, after that. I think you just he got a solo joint. Bag, I think it's called no. Bag, I, there's another joint. Yeah, he drops so many records. I I don't know the title. I I'd be I lying if I made it up. Him, um, yeah, that joint that joint's banging. Yeah, I haven't heard the whole thing. I heard a few. Yeah, he got some. Th- they got some things that's not. Yeah, they got some. They got some joints. Um, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that you know. All, you know, let me tell you. I know this is a basketball thing, but real quick. It's a New just, York thing. Don't worry about it. You know it. what I was just thinking? You see how everybody's like collabing? So when Jada Kiss and Fab did their thing. Yeah. Um, when Wale and J. Cole got together, mm-hmm. that song. Um, I don't know the title, but I know the song you're talking you know what I'm about. talking about. It kind of sounded a little bit mumble rapish, but it yes, was dope. It yeah. Was fi- I'm like, yo, this, this, this could be something special. Yo. And yo, not, not for nothing, but Wale, to me, kind of. He's he's kind of done a little bit of a roller coaster joint. Like he kind of was hot, then dipped a little, and then he's. But like that joint, fire. I remember I was yeah I was at the gym. I was I put it on for the first time. Right. I was I mean I don't do crazy shit in the gym, but I was definitely extra amped at the gym. Yeah. And you know I went from you know lifting twenty pounds to twenty five pounds just on the strength of that song. No music, man. Music is such a fucking powerful tool, man. I love it. This, this, I'm telling you, hip hop is a culture, man. I mean, you you not discovering anything new over here, Christopher Columbus. No, That's just <laughs> no, but still, like it just it's 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 telling, man. It's it's a beautiful thing to to be able to have, like, understand, like it takes you to different moods. It puts you in places that you you probably play above yourself 
all the time. And a lot of um, you know, basketball players, you see LeBron James wearing his yeah. headphones right before a game. Right. You see a lot of these players and it's like, yo, music puts you in a place, brother. Like I, I'm I'm gonna speak specifically about hip hop because I it's done it for me and it's continued to do it for me. Like, yo, like you just get into a zone, like you don't really give a shit what's going on outside of you or whatever. You know it's, what I mean? like, it's special. You're in your, you're in your element. And mm-hmm. now you in your own swag. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's a, it's extra special. It is. it is. Um so I wanted to give a heartfelt thank you before we get into the basketball talk heavy to a good friend of ours of the program. Um Mr I call him DJ Trends. That's what he goes through in the streets or goes by, I should say. Um, he's uh, you can catch him. I forget what day of the week it is, but it's uh, it's the the heavy reggae and and Caribbean rhythms day that WBLS puts on. Okay. Um, he's on that show with. Uh, gosh, I'm doing a terrible job remembering shit today. But anyhow, it's 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 a practically an international phenomenon what they do on WBLS. Okay. So shout out DJ Trends. Um, he helps us with uh, a lot of the editing and the things that we do, the intros that we get uh, for the for the Dribble and Dimes podcast. So salute to you. Salute, brother. Thank you. And by the way, that's that's a UMass Connect. Um, for those that don't know, Manny Digital, speaking to you now, um, I went to the University of Massachusetts at Amherst mm-hmm. and uh, met a bunch of great people there, of which Dave, uh, DJ Trends, Dave, is one. And, uh, you know, those those contacts, those connections, they stand the test of time. Right. So he's been courteous enough and, and believes in what we're doing so much that he decided, you know what, let me help you guys out however I can. And he's been doing a great job. So shout out to you, my brother. It only takes one. You know, That's it. it. Really, only takes one person to believe in you. Um, um, I don't, I don't know him personally, but thank you very much, man. Because oh, you're, you're affecting the bottom line. You're affecting us to do something that we're very, very passionate about. And and since we're in that same um, <clears throat> vein of, of of giving shout outs, I want to spend a give a special shout out to two in particular: uh, Julius Hodge of the St. Raymond fam. Uh, he he and I have touched base about the show. Uh, you don't know him. The man is is an incredible. Uh, he went to uh, North Carolina State. Yeah. Look him up, and um, he was a St. Raymond alum, like I said, like myself. I think I think he's got big records out in uh, NC State. I want to say that he does, but I can't confirm. Nah, that I know I know he does. Show. I know he does. <laughs> quick, uh, not to interrupt you, but he like is. quick side story in my in my corporate life, mm-hmm. um, uh, a fellow co-worker back when I used to work at AOL by the name of Jeff Smith. Jeff is from North Carolina. Okay. And he, I mean, short of praising Julius, uh, the guy loves, to this day, loves Julius Hodge. And he was the one that told me, like, like he was, you know, Julius was like big dog, you know, basketball player. Right. And he followed him very closely. So. Right. He mentioned something about records. I, I, you know, we don't fact check on this show, yeah. So I don't know <laughs> off top. To G. Moody, <laughs> Shout out to G Moody. This that in the third podcast. <laughs> Word, but uh, but yeah, Hodge is Hodge is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's done an incredible job, man. Um, um, his work ethic. I want to shout out a few people. Rest in peace, uh, Pat Nosh. Uh, oh who, man, uh, Ron Pat Nosh. Word up. He had a huge hand from the St. Raymond family. Uh, we're both alumni of St. Raymond, so if you are a St. Raymond alum, 
you attended currently or whatever, <clears throat> Dribble and Dimes is your home. Yo, for, first and foremost, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. So, if you attended St. Raymond High School for boys, okay, and you appreciate the game of basketball, and you have not yet checked out Dribble and Dimes, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. And we need to do a better job with our marketing. So shame on us. No, we coming to the school. We're going to be there every trip. Yeah, you're going to see us credentialed out over there. We're yeah, going to have... We're going to be there. You're sure. going to know we there. The so, is in the house in the, on this podcast. Word. Sure. So, so for that alumni game sometime in, in the month of November, have a have a sit down with us. Let us know how you think about things. And, yo, we, we personable as hell. So yes. uh, we'd love to just chop it up and talk, talk hoops all day long. Oh, one last shout out. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out Monique... Mo Coker, uh, Monique, uh, you know what I'm saying, has, uh, we come way back from middle school, and uh, this young lady has tore it up overseas, and um, she's reached out to me, we have definitely been talked, so, God willing, in the future, we'll definitely have her on the show, um, anybody who has been to St. Dominic's uh, SDS back in your day, this is also your home, we are both from there. We come from that pedigree, so you know if you like hoops and you know of someone or yourself has been a part of that St. Dominic family, you have a new home right here in Dribble and Dimes. Yeah, sure. that's that's St. Dominic in the Van Ness section of the Bronx that <clears throat> no longer is St. Dominic. Yeah, um, but we're still here. We're so here, man. We we're still repping. That's it. Um, actually, I want to bring up one more person okay. real quick. The distinguished gentleman, Mr. Felipe Lopez. Yes. Um, he's he's a fan of the Hyman Peterson podcast yes. episode. Um, so big ups to you, my brother. Yes, sir. Um, thank ups. you for the for the love. Thank you very much. And uh, we hope to have him soon on the show as well. Yes. But we got some topics to discuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I would just want to say about that real quick. Um, about Felipe. Yeah, well, we ain't mentioned it yet. You know what I mean? We ain't mentioned Felipe Lopez yet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Y'all be good. Y'all tuck yourselves in. You might get Felipe on this show. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of us, we're going to ask the questions. We're going to talk to the man in a way that you probably never heard of. You know, because we come, we represent the average Joe, the commoner of basketball. And that's what we're going to do here and represent New York to the fullest. Right? While we do it. So. Yeah, you, you heard Emilio. Emilio, Emilio the Poet. That's right. That's Emilio the Poet. Man. By the way, you got a book out, don't you? I do have a book out, man. Uh, huh. yo, my book is entitled, I'm a Poet and You Know It. I said, I'm a Poet and You Know It, Volume 1. You can find it on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram at Emilio underscore the Poet. That's Emilio underscore the Poet. You can also find this book on Amazon.com. Um, it is also available on Kindle on Amazon. So if you guys want to do that digital thing. That's all good. If you buy it from uh, from me through uh, Instagram, I will sign that copy and get it to you ASAP. Especially if you're in the New York City area, I will deliver it personally and shake your hand. Yeah, he, he hand delivers stuff. I, like I do he's hand not deliver because I believe I want to reach the people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I want I, I want people to know me like I want to know them. You know what I'm saying? So, Yo, and, and not for nothing. I mean, I told my my brother this a, lo- a lot. Like I'm not one that really appreciates poetry. I'm not a fan of it. Now, which is ironic because I love rap music. I love hip hop. But I have to say, I'm growing to appreciate it more because of how he lays down what he does. So 
at the intro to this podcast, I had asked him to to record something about basketball, and it blew me the fuck away. So, and then on top of that, our man DJ Trends came and fucking laid down some nice sounds yes. behind it. Yes, indeed. And it just like, yo, to this day, like every time I listen, I don't listen to the podcast that frequently, but right. when I do open them up, I'm still like, like a little kid. You right. know what I'm saying? So I gotta say, my brother's shit. For, from someone who doesn't like and and not not that I don't appreciate poetry, I, I appreciate all art. Mm-hmm. I just I I'm not the one to really sit there and listen to people spit poetry. No, but I understand that. I but but I will say, again, my my issues with the cadence. No, I, get, I, I, get I hate the whole. <laughs> nah, I'm not with it. But. But I'm I'm a big content fan, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like, what you're talking about matters to me, right. and so when the topic is dope, mm-hmm. I kind of look beyond the cadence I and you. I focus on the lyrical content. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? One hundred. So I gotta say, you know, I, I personally I haven't even bought the book again because I'm not a poetry fan. No, but you ain't gotta buy the book. But I'm saying I'm I'm just explaining to you like my my rationale behind it, but. If it was an audio version, like you, like an audio album, oh, that's coming. That's coming. I would, I would jump on it. That's coming. Let me just say this. So, um, part, so this is the funny. This is the most ironic thing I'm gonna say. I didn't actually grow up a poetry fan. As a matter of fact, I had a lot of the same reservations that you have today. Um, I'm not. I would be lying to you all. If I said, yeah, I was the most fanatical poetry dude, no. But I did come under the umbrella of Deaf Poetry Jam, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of. Mm-hmm. I, like that, I was a huge fan of that as a child, and you know that, that blew my mind. But even before that, the New Yorican Poets Cafe, yeah. as a teenager, I used to go out there and uh, see people do their thing, and that really made me fall in love with the art. Um, but this was... Um, Poetry for me was more like a natural occurrence. It wasn't like I was seeking poetry. It was just that that was the voice that kind of cultivated within me to express myself, mm-hmm. if, that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be a poet. It's like, it kind of found me. Right. It's like, I don't know how, how to associate that with you, but like any knack that you feel like you have, that's the thing you use. You know what I mean? If you're good with math, you're going to be a mathematician or you're going to do well use with numbers. numbers. Yeah. You're not going to be like, nah, screw math, I'm going to write. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're just going to use what that is and just ride that lane to the end of that. That's how it is. So, but let me just say this too. too. The reason, one of the big reasons and challenges that I, I, I wanted to jump into poetry is because I found like poetry was very stagnant. It was a very... I cheesy? To, huh? Would you use the word cheesy? I, so I don't want to, because I, I, I do follow poetry today. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of poets that I, I believe if you gave it a chance, you'll see like. You but know, it's different now, though. I think I think the I think I, the the it's more raw mm-hmm. and it's more pungent, I guess, is the word I would use. Like, it's very. I can't give you another descriptive word, but it's. I feel like now it's probably more. You can, you can 
capture a vibe from it more more universally okay. than those that were really about poetry previously. So it's so, my sentiment. I don't yeah, know if no, it's no, accurate. You're, you're, you're again, like so. I think the bottom line is it wasn't mainstream. So right, um, it's more. But you would agree it's more mainstream now. Um, or do you think it's still undergroundish? I, I okay, only because I'm comparing it to hip hop, I would mm. say it's still underground. Yeah, you can't. And that's tough. But I come, so, so, so you know, hip-hop inspired me to write, period. Right. Never mind poetry, just write in general. Anything that I write, hip-hop inspired that. So right. if I write a book and a novel, hip-hop inspired that. But the point is, 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 I always look at that because I see any genre had a beginning point, mm-hmm. right? And unfortunately, spoken word poetry specifically had this, like, it had, like, an up and down. It had, it was topsy-turvy. You know, especially with, I'm talking about the era of Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry. Deaf Poetry Jam. Deaf Poetry Jam, excuse me. Yep. (laughs) But, um, as far as a mainstream level. So, I'm looking at it from that vantage point. But, just to backtrack and say what I wanted to say earlier was, I started writing poetry to challenge the notions of Shakespeare. Mm. I was tired of, like, hearing Shakespeare as, like, this only voice of poetry. And I'm not, no knock or disrespect anyone who loves po- uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I'm not here to shit on Shakespeare. I'm not saying he's, you know, bad or anything. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Right, but I was just... Because I've read Shakespeare and I'm still confused. I'm, I just, I just don't think, I like, yo, we, we're beyond that. The 1500s mm. came and went. Like, I'm good. Like, we got it. And I'm no knock to whatever. But, yo, there's other poets out here. Right. You know, and I'm going to shout out a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? The, the, uh, Black Ice. If you ever heard of him, he's from Philadelphia. I recommend Black Ice. Like, this dude, fire. Like, when you hear him, it's fire. Like, is so there's people that speak our language from right. our culture. You understand me? From our ghettos, from our neighborhoods. Us, us today, modern day. Um, um, my man, uh, Rudy Francisco, who, once I mention that name, that name is like the top of the pinnacle. Like he's like the top of the. He's pole. the pinnacle of he's, poetry. He's the big. He's a big cheese right now, hmm. in my opinion. I'm not saying there's no disrespect. That there's a lot of different poets out there. There's a yeah. lot of poets out there, like a lot. But that man is like he's got a bestseller, I believe, a book out, and his poetry is flawless. Like, it's amazing. But I say that to say this. I I know of a lot of people just like yourself, who don't necessarily care for poetry mm-hmm. I don't take that shit personally because again I come from not giving a fuck mm-hmm, about poetry mm-hmm. so I can relate I know you don't I know you don't I don't give a like I'm like no I was that <laughs> five minutes ago yeah you know what I mean but again like I'm just using what I feel like I have a knack for nah I, I think you're doing a superb job I mean the, you know the the few instances where I've heard you spit I'm gonna say spit like it's rap, no, it, but still, it's, it's relevant. I, I I equate it to the same kind of yeah, yeah, thing. For sure, for sure. Um, that's where poetry and rap, they yeah, I, synonymous. That's what I'm saying. I it's I think synonymous. I think in a lot of ways they are very similar. Yeah, it's just the cadence that fucks with me. No, so that's it, the only that's the only but caveat. My, I take this and I'm gonna say this real shit. I take what you say. For me, yeah, as a challenge. And whether 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 end goal is to change your mindset or not, it's a challenge that I accept. Mm-hmm. And here's why: because I believe poetry can be whatever we want it to be. Yeah, that's real. That's as real as I can say. It. I see it. 
it doesn't have to be what you've heard, right. what you've known it right. to be. You can shape shift it. It can shape shift the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard poets that blew my mind. Blow my motherfucking mind. I've had the privilege of hosting open mics and I've heard poets that You like, you recently hosted one with Keith Murray. He yes, was a judge. Keith Murray judged one of my um She's kinda, queens. It's kinda dope. And that's dope, man. He shouted me out, which that's dope. We took a picture. I'll be up on Instagram pretty soon. So that's Keith pretty, Murray, shout out to dope. you, my brother. Yo, real shit. Like, also Angela Yee. Uh, oh, she, word. She kind of big me up. Breakfast there. Club. Breakfast Club. Power you know, 105.1. Yes, indeed. So, there's people out there, you know what I mean, that um, that have my work. And, um, yeah, man, like, I believe in myself. I think great things soon come, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, yo, like I said, I don't fuck with it that much. Poetry, not you specifically, I, I, I but poetry. But... The response that you've been getting for your book, I yeah. think, is pretty dope. So, like, I mean, being compared to my Angelou is that's crazy. That's humongous. Yo, let me say this, man. Like, I was having this conversation last night with a uh, uh, a friend of mine named Ken Ken Taylor. Shout out to you, my brother. Um, so this man, uh, he's a musician himself. Uh, he's been to many, many, many open mics, and um, I was telling him that story. I was like, Yo, listen, man, let me tell you something. This comment that I received, I received from a, a lady from Detroit, Michigan. She was in her mid-60s. Six, she don't know me from a can of paint. She read some of my poems, and she straight up and down said, Yo, I haven't read something this good since my Angelou. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have not come down from cloud nine. I mean, but, yo, but see, <laughs> people might say that and not necessarily mean it, but when the person that you describe mm-hmm. says something like that, yeah, man. I kind of believe it because she was in the era when Maya Angelou was like popping, right? And so for her to say something like that, I have to believe that she actually has read Maya's stuff and and been a part of that culture as Maya was doing her thing. Yo, let me say So like, I mean, don't get your head swole too much. No, no, no. no. (laughs) So... I, I don't, it's not even about that for me. Like, to be honest with you, I would have been content with like, yo, this is good stuff. Right. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would have told me, yo, this is really good work. That would have took it like, that would have been like, I won the championship. Yeah. Real shit. The fact that she threw my angel, I don't know what, like. Yeah, that's some extra it. shit. Like, that's something else. I, yeah. And I'm not, this is not to negate me. This is not to downsize. I'm just like, no, that's I was just... not expect. I wasn't expecting that. I, I'm very confident about what I do, but yo. That's a really like that's an honor beyond all measure. Like, I'm grateful, and not only is it's like what you said. She's a, you know, she's a she's an older woman, and she didn't have to give me that kind of credit. She right. don't know me. She don't owe me anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so that that's so natural for me, and um, I'm grateful, and I know that you know I'm onto something with this, and I, I have a voice, and I have a lot of things to share. So, the fact that she say that that's yeah, that's like, big. I'm not gonna take that down from you know. What I mean, I'm a, that's I'm aware that I must leave all day every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you all right, so Jordan, know the shit. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, so we spent a few minutes here talking about stuff that's unrelated to basketball. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. bear with us, y'all. For those of you that may not appreciate it, you know, excuse us, man, we but good, man. but we we just vibing right we now. Vibing right now, and we got some amazing whiskey. Yes, indeed. Um, it's called Yamasaka. It's uh, I think it's a 15 year blend, so enjoy it, and uh, that's that's kind of how we get down. So, the the whole premise of dribble and dime, just 
again, because this, this is kind of the Just Us episode, I want to kind of detail for the fan base, all three of y'all that listen to us. Yeah, um, whatever. There's more. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I, I want you to kind of get a sense of the genesis of all of this, right? So we, like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, I'm, I'm a friend of DJ EFN, and I've been watching him and working with him on different things and, and just really absorbing what he's been able to do. Um, and, and by the way, he's got a long history of accomplishments. It's not just Drink Champs. But, you know, I, I, I spend time and, and I'm fortunate enough to have him give me some of his time to really just bounce ideas off of him and, and, and speak about different things. And, you know, I, I spent a month down in Florida where he resides. And I was like, look, man, I just want to kind of be close to you and kind of understand what it is that you're doing, how you do it. And and just learn more really to just try to figure out a way to benefit him in, in all reality. Um, and so he, he was like, yeah, whatever, let's let's do it. And so I spent a month down in Florida, took my family down there. And we just like kicked it for a month. And I learned a lot. And I didn't go down with the intention of starting any podcast. I had no aspirations to start anything. And then I get back from Florida to New York. And I'm like, I, I you know, I, I holler at my brother here. And I'm like, yo, we need to do something together. And I'm thinking about all the different. I mean, my brother and I are brothers, blood brothers. But we're very different in a lot of ways. Yes. Where we, where we become common folk, if you will, is definitely in and around sports, but more specifically basketball. Yes. And so I'm looking around the landscape and I'm saying, shit, man, like there isn't anything that talks about the basketball that we know. Actually, I'd say the basketball that we know and the basketball that we don't know as it just, as it relates to New York. Right. Right. And, And not just New York. City, New York, the state, the New York metro area. Yes, so we're talking about state. New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. Indeed. You know, that that's that's what we're focused on. Yes. And and so I'm like, and again, this is to my knowledge. There may be something out there that's doing very similar things, but nothing st- stuck out as the one. Yeah. So I was like, yo, why don't we just do what we've always been doing? And you hear this from a lot of podcasters, right? So, like, for instance, G. Moody. Yes. G. Moody and, and uh, Michael Rappaport, they they collaborated on I Am Rappaport because it was a conversation that they've been having forever. Mm-hmm. And now they just decided to invite the universe through right. the podcast medium. Right. Right? And so, for me, it was like, yo, yeah, this could pop. Like, and not pop like we could become superstars, more like we could actually do this consistently and probably put out good product. Let me, I, I want to say this. This, this, um, this came to my head. So I've always been like, I think we both have um, growing up, like you can have, a, there's a distinction between, you know, New York City basketball versus like Chicago. Right. LA. Like LA. It's the style yeah. of the game. Like versus European, let's say. Sure. Right? And a guy that stands out to me in the NBA today, modern day, is Lance Stevenson. Mm. Right? Yeah. I look at Lance Stevenson, I'm like, yo, that's so New York. Yeah. 
He's so New York ball. A lot of times when I was growing up, I was hearing a lot like, yo, y'all just want to be fancy with the ball. That's true. We very fancy. Shout out to Kenny Anderson. You know what I mean? Like, this is, but this is Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's our culture. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, that's. I mean, you take you take it even further back, like Dr. J. Word. That was finesse at its best. By the way, also yes. a UMass alumni. Uh, I just had to throw that out yeah, there. Dr. J. and Lance Stevenson on this show. What's happening? But 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 you're right. Like and and when I was thinking about just you know the topic of basketball, I was like, yo, look, it's a universe of basketball. That's real. Like it's humongous. It is. That's insurmountable to yes, me. Indeed. How do we narrow it down so that it's something that both we're both interested in? Yeah. A and B, it's relevant and interesting enough where others might be interested to listen to what we're saying. Well, I think I, I'm gonna say this, man, and I, this is my straight up and down. I want to say this on this podcast at the end of the day two things here one either people are interested in basketball or two people are interested in us Mm -hmm. and I don't mean it in no egotistical way but if that's how you took it fuck it I'm tired of explaining go read my poem (laughs) which is out on Amazon it's on Amazon.com right now and it's called I'm a poet and you know it volume one volume one I'm a poet and you know it I said I'm a poet and you know it the P's kept kept and you will hear a spot that's pre-recorded in this podcast somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're going to get bombarded by yeah, this podcast, poetry, by, by this book. Poetry and basketball. They, like they say poetry in motion. That's what the fuck we doing in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I just want to say this real quick. Um, let me tell you something. We're not going to explain ourselves too much. And what I mean by that is this. Dribble and Dimes caters to the tri-state area hoops, ladies mm. and gentlemen. Okay. Everybody who's ever picked up a basketball and went to a playground, whether you went professional or you just played in freaking middle school, we are catering to you. If you watch basketball today or you've watched it, we cater to you. Bottom line, if you've been affiliated either directly or indirectly by hoops in New York City, we cater to you. And not only just New York City, but New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, I, I'm going to say the globe because what's interesting about <clears throat> I, I can't call it something that's New York metro sure. area specific, but it's undeniable that when we are talking about New York City basketball, mm-hmm. that that stretches globally. You've got players that went to you any any university that matters right. as as it, as it relates to basketball. Right. Uh, I would I would argue any NBA team right. that matters. That's real, right? Um, internationally, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the NBA, right. professionals that have played all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, I mean, AAU squad. I mean, you got New York basketball folks, and I don't just mean players. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about analysts. Uh, you know, front office people. All sorts of folks that have some association with the, the with the, the New York metro area. Yes, agreed. So it's a hotbed for yes. basketball. Agreed. Um, it might be cocky to say we're the shit. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far mm-hmm. because there's a lot of fucking amazing basketball all over the world. For sure. For I sure. wouldn't even like you know. For instance, James Naismith. Okay. James Naismith, the Father of basketball in in all circles, right? right? 
He's not an American. Right. He's from, no, no, he's from Canada. Wow. He's Canadian. That's why. He just happened, (laughs) he just happened to end up, (laughs) he just happened to end up in Massachusetts and cultivated this sport, you know, peach baskets and the whole nine. Are you sure he's Canadian? I'm sure he's Canadian. I'm sure he's gonna. If you, if you actually, it talk. They talk about it in Love and uh, not Love and Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is right. it called Love and Basketball? Love and Basketball. Not the movie, but the. I know he's on the Marvel. ESPN joint that's yeah. rocking right now. Damn! Oh my god. Whatever. Again, we don't fact check on this love, in this bitch. Love, love, it's love in there. It's there's the word love and basketball. That's what I'm rocking. With. It's not it's the movie. Yeah, it's not yeah. the movie. I feel you. I feel Anyhow, you. if you're watching ESPN, you know what we're talking about. Right. So, so James Naismith, again, a Canadian, right. got to Massachusetts, said, you know what, let's put this game together and see what's popping. Right. And that just spiraled out of control. You know what? Let me tell you something. Um, so, as far as the global thing, what you're saying, there's no doubt that this game is global. Um, the NBA does a great job getting out and, you know, just ambas- being ambassadors everywhere about the sport. I would even say on the collegiate level, and in many cases, the prep school level, right. you've got prep schools recruiting internationally heavy. That's crazy. So, you know, I, so it's like a lot of, like like Joel Embiid. Right. Joel Embiid's a good example. That's a very good point. So like it's not, you know, NBA, all power, you know, that's, the, sure, that's like sure, the sure. one. Right. But this, this podcast, while we love the NBA, right. Our, our focus necessarily is not on the NBA, and it's because that's, like, super covered. Well, soup I want to say, say this. It's, so the effect that the NBA has doesn't necessarily have to stay in the NBA. For Correct. example, you got the G League. Yeah. You, got, you know, colleges. There's a lot of things. There's a trickle-down effect yeah. to it. So I don't say NBA just to say NBA. It's, there's, a, there's an effect of their Definitely. power and their and their influence, influence right that happens globally that affects the change that we see today whether that's you know this world and beyond absolutely and that's really where I'm going with this um <clears throat> and I want to say this man like I, I kind of want to talk I want to talk a little bit more about um New York City hoops especially the New York Knicks man mm. my brother is a devout New York Knickerbocker and I will say this man like and, and my brother's a devout Bulls fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls. So you know what the 90s was like in my house. You know what I mean? Yo. Oh, yeah, Fuck you, out. by the way. Shout out to Victor Rivas. Yo. Cousin Victor Rivas. Yeah, Yo. Yeah, let me just say this real quick, right? So I was obviously I, you know, born, born and raised in the Bronx, but I was a Chicago Bulls fan since, I swear to God, 1990. Um, I saw Jordan for the first. When I opened my eyes to basketball, I saw Jordan, right? Uh, what that year looked like, I want to say that they went to the finals against the Lakers in 91, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't matter. We don't fact check. All right, we don't but fact But you're check. probably right. But I'm pretty sure it was Magic against the Magic and the Lakers versus the Bulls. And this is like their first time in the finals. Mm. And that I remember. The Lakers took that one. I think. I want to say negative. No, you think the first time Bulls first time in the finals, they won it? I don't know. I'm just Damn, When did they start winning? They won their I feel like they caught Nell and then they came and, and did some death. But whatever. You're that the Bulls sucks. fan. That's I, I don't know. remember that right now. It's I was okay. like literally like eight years the, old. The whiskey is amazing right yeah, now. Whiskey's dope. No, no kids. Don't drink. Don't drink. Um, and don't I, drink and dribble. Don't drink and podcast. 
<laughs> Don't drink a podcast. No, no, no. Drinking podcast. Drinking drink, podcast. Drink champs is a great Don't example. Don't drink and drive. Joel, Joel drink. <laughs> Yo, we good. We good money though. Yeah. Um. Okay, but I want to talk about what your opinion is about your New York Knicks. What do you see about your New York Knickerbockers, modern day today? So let me let me take take you through my quick and dirty roller coaster, right? Oh. So. I was, uh, I must have been like 13, I want to say. Okay. When I can safely say that I was a Nick fan. Oh, wow. Before that, I wasn't really, a f- I wouldn't call myself a fan of any NBA team. Right. I don't even know if I was really watching the NBA like that. Okay, okay. I was chasing skirts. I, at 13? At thir- No, earlier, but. Damn, that's brother. that's when I would I come of age. Eleven years old. Come on, ten. man. You, yeah, yo. I oh, was. Damn, son. I, I was just chasing skirts, bro. At ten, ten years old. Earlier, yo. My first tie. All right, we gonna go there. I got fuck stories it. too. Shit. My my first tongue kiss, if that's a thing, was at first grade. And not because I was like this. Oh, yo, I'm going to tongue somebody down. He was a hot throb. No, not even. Hot it was throb. just some girl that was really hot in the ass, and she was like... Just, do you remember her name? I do. Jessica. Peaches. You kissed Peaches? She went by Peaches. I don't know if that was... A, I it couldn't Peaches. be a real name. That's crazy. But yeah, she lived in the next building I over. remember Peaches. So we, we took the bus to school. Shout out PS 105 PS in the Bronx. Elizabeth, John, Mikey, <laughs> Word. Anyhow, whatever. Um, I was thirteen. I uh, I started like really devoutly following the Knicks, and that was <laughs> was that, be- that was after the kiss, after that first kiss. You were I like, mean, Fuck yeah, Knicks. for sure. <laughs> yeah, Knicks. I kissed her first grade, and then I became a Knicks fan. Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm you know it's like ninety three. Uh, and I'm like in, right? And yeah. and you start to see like, you know, obviously Ewing was there for a while, but mm-hmm. then you see the Starks of the world, you know, in in a certain time frame come through. Mm-hmm. You see Xavier McDaniel, Charles Oakley, yes. my beloved Charles Oakley. Yes, he's a no, die-hard no, Charles. no mo. Yeah, he's, he's I diehard mean, Charles Oakley. I'm diehard Skyly Pippen. And 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 I'll get into why, but. But but that's when I became like a real tried and true fan. For sure. And I was like, yo. I, I had no idea about the history, nothing. I started acquiring that knowledge afterwards. And to me, similarly to the Yankees, it was like, yo. I'm, the Yankees, I would say, is a little bit more close to my heart. only because Not that I'm a baseball fan so you, first. You the Knicks? Is that what you're saying? Well, what I'm saying is, I'm a basketball fan first, right? But the Yankees, I feel a closer connection to, okay. only because of the Bronx connection. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. So, like, you go anywhere in the Bronx, you get off on on the on one six one on the Ford train, right. right? And it's Yankee City. Yes. I can't say the same about the Knicks. Yes. Right. But New, the Knicks are universal. But I won't say this about Knicks fans. I swear. It rem- Knicks fans, true Knicks fans, right? Mm-hmm. True Knicks fans are like, it's like a cult following. Am I a true Knicks fan? Hell yeah. Okay. Did you want to check? But there's another, it's an era 
it's another thing too because I believe nowadays it's not the, the style, if you will, to be a one team type of. Yeah, player. what the fuck is up with that? LeBron James happened. That's what happened. Fuck. LeBron James went to Miami. We Actually, Miami. that's not true. I, I would say, and again, shout out to G Moody. G Moody would tell he you. He would the shit out of some shit. Top three. He would tell you Michael Jordan was kind of, at least in his era, was the guy who he gravitated toward. And if you take Jordan, you put him in today's age. Yeah. And let's assume he traveled to different teams as part of, you know, free agency. Right. I'm willing to bet G. Moody would have been not, not a Heat fan, not a declared Heat fan, but he would have been a Jordan fan while I he was at the Heat. Saying. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But that wasn't a thing in, I mean, for much of the 80s and 90s. You know what? I'm going to say this, too. I don't blame... I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna bl- I don't blame people for not being franchise fans. There's a lot of shit going on where franchises have just been like lackadaisical at the wheel, if you will. Mm. Yeah, not the Knicks, bro. Especially the Knicks. But wait, wait, wait. Back to your question. So you asked me, what do I think about the state of the Knicks, right? Oh, yeah, damn. I forgot about So, no, nah, I don't forget. The whiskey's great, but it's not that great. <laughs> that? Um, that's why I... Th- so... We've had obviously a terrible stretch, few decades, right? What was the last in your recollection? Nineteen ninety-four. No, what about ninety-seven? Ninety-four. Ninety-seven. Ninety-four. Be- Alan Houston, John Starks backed y'all up. Yes. Yes. Patrick Ewing, Marcus Kennedy. Wait, I didn't even Trump? let you finish your question. What was the question you were gonna ask? Is it just a good poor fucking point? <laughs> You're a dribble and dimes. That's a good fucking. The last recollection of you, and um, I want to shout out. Crying? No, the re- last recollection of you having of seeing success, and I want to shout out Carlos, Carlos Roman right quick, because Carl also point out Carmelo Anthony era, and he'll jump at two thousand and I don't know. Yeah, but I want to say seven. Yes, I'm looking at nineteen ninety seven. Yo, listen, <laughs> La- my yeah, last recollection. Fifty four games. My last recollection of success was, I don't know what the year is exactly, but it was right before we made that bonehead trade for Carmelo. That's when that's when I decided that we were in a good spot. But then we decided, yo, let's trade for Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. and we gave up the entire farm. Right. And... Right before that, we, you know, Amari was doing his thing. Um, you know, we had a good, oh, fuck, what, what's his name? Point guard. Now I'm blanking. From, from. Uh, North Carolina. Oh, he plays uh, for, he plays Raymond for Oklahoma. Thompson. Yes, of course. Raymond my bad, Raymond. My bad. My you, bad. You, you good money on Dribble I have a huge appreciation for Raymond Felton. You good money on Dribble but, but, yeah, so like. Ray Felton, Amari Stoudemire, and the rest of the cat. I mean, you know, we we had a pretty good. Uh, Gallinari yes. was Jamal Crawford. Jamal Zach Crawford, Randolph. right, right. So strong. I feel I feel like we had a decent chemistry going. Do you remember the year that was? I don't. I, I actually, I think I think Zach and I don't know if Zach and Amari were together on the same squad. 
I feel like that might have happened and, and Jamal. I don't think before. they were. I don't think they were. Yeah, I, don't I think, think so. I think Amari was still in Phoenix. Yeah. And I want to say Zach and David Lee were on the same team. Mm. David Lee was on the team. Hold on, hold on, and hold on. So was Nate Robinson. I have a soft spot for David Lee. Yeah. David Lee, in a lot of ways, to me at that time. Yeah, I gave you, David Lee, we got to get you on the show. <sighs> Yo, I had, a, day, I had a chiro- dimes, David Lee's I had a chiropractor for a brief minute who uh, saw was was a dot, the chiropractor for David Lee, yes. and when he mentioned that to me, I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and he was even like, "Yeah, let me know next time." You know, I was like, "No, you let me know next what, time." What is it? Six degrees of separation? Nah, for this this case was like one I, degree. I gotta say, in my life. It's been like max three. See what like I'm saying? Three, three Love it. degrees. Love it. But but anyway, I digress. So David Lee, when he got traded, I was really hurt because I didn't see a reason to do that. Secondly, he to me was just like, at the time, not to take anything away from Charles Oakley. Again, that's my ultimate yes but he reminded me in some ways an improved charles oakley yes but he embodied a lot of those attributes that i fell in love with with charles oakley david lee right david lee did yeah. and so when we got rid of him i was like fuck yes. now fast forward mm-hmm. present day this is november 2018 yes sir noah vonley oh my god god yo that man, I mean, what what he's able to accomplish on the basketball court, I, I the toughness first and foremost is where I've I draw the the comparison of, of Charles Oakley. between him and Charles Oakley. Okay. Yeah, uh, never replacing Charles Oakley in my for mind, sure, but sure. but he is, I think he can aspire to be actually in some ways he I think he's better. He's got a better mid range shot. Um, he, he's a little bit more savvy when it comes to finishing, but but he's got the grit. You know what's funny? Uh, so so Noah Von Lee was a, a Chicago Bull last year for a cup of coffee. We had a cup of coffee. Um, so two things I want to point out about Noah Von Lee. <clears throat> One, he has huge hands. Yeah, and uh, which means is uh, he can grab that ball. Pause. Yes. Because you can't pause after you say ball. You got to keep going. I, I mean, he had huge ass hands. That, that was a pause. Right and there. that right there is a pause in itself, yes. But you know what's funny? Fuck y'all. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I don't give a fuck about what y'all think right now. I'm anti-culture right now. Noah Vonley. So, real quick, you know what's funny? I respect you for that. Like you, you, you're true blue about what you like. You like the grit. You like the toughness. No, so I want to say this, and I know this is way off stream. Mitchell Robinson mm. for your future. Yeah, future. And the reason I say Mitchell Robinson is for only this reason. Capella, Capella, mm-hmm. Houston Rockets. I could see that comparison. Yeah. That's what they were talking about draft night. Yo, if you don't watch the Knicks after this, you need to watch the Knicks. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't watch the Knicks, let me t- let me slightly correct that. 
If you're listening to this podcast and you don't watch the Knicks and or the Nets. Or the Bulls. Fuck the Bulls. The Bulls, baby. Zach Levine. Fuck the Bulls. There's something. Actually, I'm going to flip it. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not watching the Knicks or the Nets, fuck the Bulls. <laughs> um, we're, we're making some waves. That's Yo, what I'm going to say. You know what? Um, I want to talk about the Knicks so heavy right now because I want to shout out huge, huge shout out to Alonzo Trier. <sighs> huge shout out. I was Wait, saying this. Can, we were watching the Knicks okay, Bulls game. Yes, I was about to ask you to go Moody there. The other night. Um, yeah, shout out G Moody. G Moody, TGI Wait, Fridays. Can can I give him a proper? So G Moody, the three time. I say three time. Three time. Three time. Three time. Uh, co-host of the year. Uh, he now has his own podcast. It's called This, That, and the Third. That's right. It is amazing. Please go time. and support that That's man. Me. Is on fire. On fire. His format is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And shout out to. Uh, I'm gonna call her his producer, but she might have another title, yes. Miss Miss Ebony Underwood. Yes. Uh, yes. She also has an amazing thing going with the We Got Us Now movement. So check her out, WeGotUsNow.org. Yes, but um, that podcast is phenomenal. Um, we I I laugh my ass off, and and he talks about some real shit. But it's it's definitely worth the listen. So please um, go check that out. But sorry. You were talking about the night we were chilling with him, watching the Knicks and Bulls at TGI Fridays. I, I just want to say this real quick. Um, so everything my brother just said, big up to that. Okay. <clears throat> what I respect about the New York Knicks fan. Wait, wait. You were talking about Alonzo Trier. Oh, man. Let's, let's not lose that. Cause... I have a lot of respect for Alonzo Trier. What I did say, I, we were watching the Bulls Knicks game, uh, TGI Fridays with with G Moody. Um, again, like my brother said, three time. Did you say three? Co-host of the year. Co-host of the year. <clears throat> um, this man, I said about Alonzo Trier. This he reminds me from a heart perspective, mm. just a heart perspective, mm. just like all out grit. He reminds me of John Stark. Yes. Just from a heart perspective. He gives you everything you want and more. And he gives it to you from that perspective. I'm a Bulls fan, mind you. But I respect, and I love the game of basketball. I respect Alonzo Trier. And uh, I'd love to have you on this show. By the way, he's an undrafted the The undrafted, mistakenly of undrafted, I would say. Alonzo Trier. I'll correct you on that. So this is where the game is really... This is where agents... This is where... Excuse me. Let me correct that. This is where scouts... Fuck up. ...do their homework. Well, homework. they should be doing their homework. Ho- homework. The good scouts. Mm. I'm going to give you much credit to the coaching staff of the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. Right now, because they're on a different level. And I'm going to say this. They're looking for talent, period. They're not sold on a position. They're just saying, if you're good, you're good enough for the New York Knickerbockers. Mm. 
or it is, is, is in the past, I'd say, they'd look at a position and say, yo, we need a small forward. Let's grab the next best available. Mind you, he might be 98th ranked. He might be a basic bitch. He might be 98th ranked. Mind you, we have how many positions? We have like 72, sorry, 64 <laughs> spots. The uh, 15. Really the, the 70, 72 spot. No, I'm talking about the draft. Now. Oh, 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 okay. We're talking 32 teams, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. 64. Yeah. The, yep. the the small forward might be 98th dra- ranked, mm-hmm. but they'll grab them because of need, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, yo. Previously, you're saying. Yes. In the old regime. But yeah. this administration today, 19, 2018, excuse me, they're more about, like, let's get talent. That's why Mitch Robinson is in the building. That's why Alonzo True is in the building. Yeah. These guys are second-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, both of them. Uh, Trier was not even drafted. He wasn't even He was drafted. an undrafted And I And I excuse player. me for that. Excuse me for that. Okay, let me just say this real. And I want to shout-out Steven Sanchez uh, real quick. And this is a debate I had. Yeah. The Ball family. Right. S- Steven Chance Sanchez from uh, White Plains Road. White Plains Road, yes. Bronx, New York. Yes, sir. I'm shouting you out on this one. We had a debate, right? This is a debate. The man said, he said, yo, shouldn't um, the Lonzo's brother should have been drafted? Um, yeah, Lonzo Ball? Lonzo's bo- Lonzo Ball's uh, brother. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember his name out of UCLA. Lamelo. Oh, his oh the middle brother. The middle brother. Yeah, the the not, the no name. Nobody knows his the name. The no name. Okay. Yeah. So check this out. Check this out. This is my comparison. You ready? I was like, yo, check this out. It's cool you saying because he he really big on the ball family. I respect Lonzo Ball to the fullest. I think I, I love Lonzo Ball. I think he's gonna be phenomenal. You just gotta give him some time to cultivate. Let let him, let him form himself out. Right. He's still young. He was saying the middle brother, I believe his name is Leangelo. Yeah, that's right. Leangelo Ball. Yep. Should have been drafted. In the draft, top, that makes it 30, uh, 30, 30. 32 teams, let's say 64. He should have been in the 64-man draft. Alonzo Trier wasn't drafted. Right. Alonzo Trier runs laps. Laps around Leangelo Easily. No disrespect. No, no, that's disrespectful what you just said, which is okay. I'm comparing Leangelo Ball to John Starks. No. You did. No, I was was comparing Alonzo Trier. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm comparing. It's this whiskey. This shit's popping. You good. You good money. (laughs) They understand because we grown folk people. (laughs) I'm comparing Leangelo Ball mm-hmm. to Kyle Corver esque. Wow, that's actually a compliment. And not in and, and, and I'm talking about Kyle Corver, the beginning oh, stage. Oh. Like all he had was a jump shot, period. Right. right. He now has transformed himself to be a solid. Like his first year in Atlanta. I think that's where he got drafted and picked up. I'm gonna correct you on that. Yeah. Not to stat check, but just because I no, know. No, no. If you know it, you know it. I think it's Philadelphia. Okay. 
That's where you guys start. So I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure it was it was Philadelphia. That's fine. I I don't really get too far away. It from doesn't the matter. Knicks. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Here in Dribble and Dimes, that's not the focus. Yeah, exactly. the focus is we talking our shit, but is it relevant? So so you think he can aspire to be what we know Kyle Korver to be in recent memory? Just from a shooting a three yeah. point specialist right. perspective. No more than that. Okay. I don't think he's even as athletic. I don't think he's as even Corver. as... As Yes. Two years ago, Corver in the finals with LeBron. Yeah. He was hustling his ass off. Yeah. He was playing ball. He was playing... He was hustling on defense. He's not known for defense. Right. He's known for a three-point shot. That's his name. Quick that's trigger three points. That's what... That's what... That's what brings in the checks. Yeah. Leangelo Ball could be that type of a player from a three-point perspective. Mm. I don't think he has it in him to be the defensive anything. Kyle Corver. Right. If you think of him as a from a from a millisecond to a freaking milliliter, excuse me, milliliter <laughs> perspective to onward, I don't think he has defense in his pedigree. Yeah. Of course, his father is going to disagree with me because he's going to sell him as the next. No, I don't think. I don't think in that regard he would. I think he would say the game has morphed into an offensive-minded game, and that's what he's that. focused he on. About Levar Ball, like he's really real. He literally said about his son, "Yo, I don't think he's NBA ready." He said that, like, "Yo, dead ass." Levar Ball said, "I respect him because he's like, yo, it's Le- It's not." What's the other one's name? The youngest one. Lamelo. Lamelo and and, and um, Lonzo. Right. Like yeah, he's he, literally he said, said like I res- you, you gotta respect that. I, yo, I I don't necessarily agree with how they're how how they're approaching outside of Lonzo, how they're approaching trying to get all of them into the league, but I gotta respect the grind and the hustle. I just I just want to say this to you. Like, I respect it all the way around. Hmm. Let me tell you why. What LeVar is doing, or has been doing, is brand new to what we know yeah. of breaking in NBA players. It's brand new. It's not, it's not been done. Right. With that comes a lot of criticism with that comes a totally. lot of scrutiny it comes a lot of shit comes totally it's like yo what the fuck are you doing you're weird I mean Lame- you're not hearing Lamella's going fo- back Lamella's going back to high school as of I think today when uh, well yeah when I last checked Bleacher Report yeah. shout out Bleacher Report shout out Bleacher Report um yeah, he's going back to high school, which is something that LeVar was like staunchly opposed to after he left high school. So, okay, LeVar Ball. LeVar was opposed to the fact of what? Uh, so when he took his kids out of high school, well, yeah. LeVar Ball being the father was yeah. opposed to being what? He took LaMelo out of high school, and he said he's going to go play overseas. He was opposed to that. Professionally. Idea. Yeah, no, that's that's what happened. No, 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 no. I'm just, no, no, no. I'm just he was he was for that. Okay. He was opposed to. Well, I can't necessarily put words in his mouth. I can't say no, that no, he was no, opposed no, no, to no. this. Speak but, your mind. But he went up. Uh, Lamelo went overseas with Lee Angelo. Yes. 
Um, they played, I think, I can't remember, some Eastern European country. Yes. And then it didn't work out. Uh, Leangelo now, as of today, yes. is going back to high school to play ball. Which is something that he wasn't really fucking with. Or college. High school. Leangelo's still a high school player. How does he? Uh, I think he's 17, something like wow. that. He's tall as fuck, but he's still high school aged. So, as of today, according to what I remember from Bleacher Report, yes, it is Leangelo going back to high school. And now, that's something that he wasn't necessarily... You know, he was... I can't put words in his mouth like again, but they weren't really they were they were on a different trajectory to try to get into the NBA. Is all I'm saying. So, anyway, that that's it. That's all I have. So, okay, so Levar Ball is a businessman, and when you're trying to, this is just my opinion based on what I'm seeing from Levar Ball. When you're trying to break into what has been all along, if you will. Mm. It's not easy, first of all. Second of all, it's, it's it's very... How can I say this? It's not the norm, so people right. are going to look at you sideways. Like, For what sure. the fuck are you doing? I admire him because he's selling his kids to the highest bidder, if you will. You what admire that? I, of course, I. I'm you admire him the way you positioned it right now. Yo, he's no, no, no. selling his kids. Oh, this is we're talking business and we're talking basketball. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if if he if they if they if his kid played for the Hornets and they were the highest bidder, this is still a business decision. At the end of the day, they're playing basketball. Right. So, with a lot of guap in their pocket. Right. Like that's that's the bottom line. Right. This is not about anything other than that. Those, So, yes, I admire that. Because you'd want your best anyway for your children. True. Period. I don't care what field it is. You'd want the best. Lonzo, in my opinion, is a phenomenal player. He's a and beast. It just, you just got to give him his time to grow. I think we're just putting too much pressure because LeVar talks that shit. So we're expecting him to be fucking Magic Johnson straight up, (laughs) you know, no chaser. But at the end of the day, he's a phenomenal player. I've already said, I'm going to say this on Dribble and Dimes. I've said this off air, but I'm going to say it on air. I think Lonzo Ball is the best passer in the NBA. Yeah, you told told me that shit. I I can't give you, I I told you, uh, what did I tell you? I, told I don't you, think you told me names. I told you Rondo. Right. If I'm still, comparing, right? And that's the, just the first person that came to my mind. I'd have to actually sit and think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off. Viewers. Listeners. Listeners. If you are listening today, feel free to drop a line and tell us who you think the best passion in the NBA is. Feel free to think about whatever we've discussed. Feel free to comment on and, and, and subscribe to our, our, our channel because we want to hear from you. Your point of view is valid here on Dribbling. Yeah, who, who is the best passer in the NBA? 
We want to hear from you. But as as we're thinking about that, and please, Instagram, Dribbling Dimes, and everywhere else, I want Amelia the Poet to spit some hot shit under pressure. So that is what we're going to do. You ready? He He's nodding. He's nodding. So, so get ready for some hot shit from uh, Emilio the Poet. By the way, his book is out on Amazon.com. So if you uh, are into books, and specifically poetry books, this is your time. Shine, people, shine. All right, so you in tune with Emilio the Poet, and you know it. All right? So I said, um, I'm tall, dark, and handsome. Two out of three ain't bad. Shit. So as I peruse on this dribble and dies groove, I say to myself that you too can be touched and inspired. You always had a dream or a vision. And if you didn't, you better get with it. You see, we came from the under underground, where a lot of you don't think you pertain to, but you was us. It's only that podcast spoke for us. We generalized this buzz and got drunk off whiskey. Trying to prevent me from being great is like preventing with Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> you can't stop greatness. I speak for you who thought you didn't have a voice. But I am for you. The commoner, folk. I will never leave you. But don't act like you don't know me. When I rise on my feet. I was crawling, growling, gnawing at you until you thought I was annoying. But now you had to boast for me. I'm in command. I have a voice and I owned it. I'm on dribble and dimes. And I'm a poet. And you know it. Woo! Wait, wait, hold on. Let's be appropriate. <laughs> snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. Yo. Another one in the books. Yes. This is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. Spitting off the dome piece. And we out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.